You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I am Seth Peterson. I am Debbie Hedron. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is... Barry Siebold. Here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 844-287-2876. That's 844-287-2876. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Mr. Zach Buden. I don't bite that hard. And he'll put you on the line with us. That's 844-287-2876. The show is produced in-house in studio right here on the ranch by Miss... Lexi Lapp. Why, hello there. Hi, Lexi. Hi. Howdy, Lexi. Hi. Everybody likes Lexi. (laughs) Yeah, everyone hates the bear. That's true. 844-287-2876 is the number. 844-287-2876. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Joining us uh, for a couple of minutes is Deborah Bresch. She is the Senior Director of the ASPCA, Government Relations for the Mid-Atlantic Region. We're going to be talking about the... uh, the bill that was actually signed to regulate pet stores in New Jersey. We'll find out a little bit about what that's all about. But once again, you are listening to Talking Pets, and we want to talk with you. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Sewell. I'm Lexi Lab. And I'm the bear. And again, 844-287-2876. This is Talking Pets. Baby, I'm And you are listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I like that song. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maroon 5? Yes. Yeah. Good song. Love it. Yeah, definitely. Once again, you are listening to Talking Pets, and we want to talk with you. I want to welcome onto the program from the ASPCA, of course, Deborah Bresch, the uh, Senior Director, Government Relations for the Mid-Atlantic Region. Hey, Deborah, how you doing? Welcome to Talking ah. Pets. Hi, thank you for having me. It's great to have you on with us. I want to introduce you to the gang in-house here, which is Barry and Lexi. Hello. Hello. Hi. And, of course, to all of our listeners across America and beyond. Now, Hello. <laughs> I want to find out, actually, about this. I, when I saw this come across my computer, I was like, well, this sounds really good. <laughs> well, we think so. We're very excited about it. Yeah, actually, now um, you're commending Governor Christie because he signed a bill to regulate pet stores. So let America know exactly what that means, uh, regulating pet stores. So next time they walk into their local pet store in New Jersey, but we're hoping this is going to go nationwide, and no reason why it should not, Um, but tell us about it. Well, when they walk into their pet store, not not immediately, but in four months' time, there is a four-month lag to give pet stores some time to catch up, Uh, they will see... and it's hard to believe that testers didn't have to do this previously, but they will see uh, exactly where those dogs are coming from, uh, who the breeders are, who the brokers are, uh, their USDA license number. The, these the breeders and brokers should are they, that's another requirement in the law that they have to be uh, licensed by breeders and brokers have to be licensed by the USDA, um, and so you know the animals will be traceable uh, for the first time. 
uh, right currently, pet stores in New Jersey do not have to tell uh, folks where their where dogs are coming from until the the purchase has been made, and it's often too late at that point. Um, and you know, so there's a, there's a lot of puffery about these dogs, and you know, they come from some you know boutique breeder when in fact they're coming from a Midwest puppy mill. Um, and tell then people, they will her, also have the inspection reports. Uh, tell, Deborah, tell people what a puppy mill is so they know. Sure. Uh, well, essentially, it's you know it's a facility, a commercial facility that you know uh, that uh, breeds dogs or deals in dogs for profit um, and places profit above the welfare of the animals. Um, you know, there is, it's, these animals are mass produced in these facilities. These dogs, uh, and and you know the dogs are the worst for it. The the mother dogs are in these cages twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Often don't receive proper medical care. Uh, you know they're repeated. You know they're they're bred repeatedly over and over until they are what's called spent. Um, at which time the female dogs are uh, discarded in some way. They're auctioned off. They're killed. Um, it's a pretty brutal business. And you know we're trying to find a way in here where we can, you know, begin to curtail some of the most inhumane practices in these in these facilities. And, you know, eventually, you know, ideally put an end to puppy mills altogether. So people need to understand when they were, like, all this time when they were walking into pet stores, a lot of these pet stores were getting these dogs from puppy mills that, you know, are, are bred, like you said. I mean, the bitches, the females are actually bred right after, you know, they're, they have puppies and then all of a sudden they have more puppies. And right. they're put into these stores and they're stacked up in cages, so they're defecating on each other. There's no medical care. They're, the conditions are just horrid. But they're made to look pretty into the pet store, and then they're sold for hundreds to thousands of dollars, they're, they're sold for a lot. They're sold for a lot of money, you know, they're often thousands of dollars for sure, and uh, you know, they make a, there's a you know, large profit margin in these dogs. You know, they're, they're, they're raised as, as uh, you know, not as, as companion animals. They're really they're, they're considered livestock, you know, when they're, when they're raised, but they're sold as companion animals, and, you know, the feelings that people have about these, these dogs are really exploited. Uh, and, you know, so, so they sell them for a lot of money. The, as good as the New Jersey, what's called the puppy lemon law is, and it's one of the best in the country, you know, to provide for some reimbursement for veterinary care, it's still very limited. And, you know, I was actually, um, uh, you know, recently talking with a woman. She was actually very helpful, uh, with Governor Christie. She came in for a meeting. You know, her dog died, uh, and she was never able to get reimbursement because the dog was ultimately diagnosed with a congenital defect outside the time limit allowed by the law. So, you know, there, there are, you know, very limited protections for, for folks who are buying these dogs. And, you know, at the point at which, you know, they're hooked, they're, they, these dogs are, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're companion animals. However, they're originally raised. They're ultimately companion animals. And, you know, people become attached to them. And then, you know, to see if she did, this dog die at 18 months of age. And it was just a terrible, you know, withering experience for her family. But, you so, know, so you're absolutely right. They're coming from dreadful conditions. And we actually, the ASPCA did a poll and found that, um, uh, that, that people in general paid more for dogs that they were getting from the shelter, excuse me, for the, from the pet store, you know, just in veterinary costs, you know, after, after purchase, than they do with the animals that the dogs that they get from the shelter. Because dogs who come from the shelter generally are already spayed and neutered. They've received their vaccinations. You know, they've been treated with a TLC that they have not received when they've been in the pet store. And so the dogs that they get, you know, from a, from a, uh, from a pet store are often, you know, unhealthier dogs. They need more basic care, and they need additional veterinary care to deal with the various conditions that they have. You know, as a result of 
you know, the, the, their prior, the poor breeding. It's interesting because I always say that, you know, people will walk into a pet store and they'll be like, oh, I'm just going to get that one dog, though. It's so cute. It's so adorable. But they don't realize when they purchase that dog and it is from a puppy mill, then that's actually keeping an open spot for another one to come in. That's exactly right. It's like any other product, you know. I mean, every store looks to see what's going off the shelf, and then they restock the shelf. You know, and I know people sometimes feel that they even want to rescue the dog in the, in the, in, in the pet store. Um, but that is just keeping, you know, the breeder and the broker, you know, engaging in the practices that they're, you know, engaging in. And we're, we're trying to put an end to that. So another thing that, that this law will prohibit hold is on some that, of the hold worst on breeders... Thought. Deborah, hold on to that thought. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back. We're going to continue on with uh, Deborah Bresch. She is the Senior Director of ASPCA Government Relations for the Mid-Atlantic Region. If you have an opinion about this and you want to voice it, you're more than welcome to give us a call at 844-287-2876. Or maybe you want to know how you can get this enacted, uh, this bill, into your state. And we'll find out with Deborah when we come back. But once again, you are listening to Talkin' Pets. The number is 844-287-2876. That's 844-287-2876. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Siebel. I'm Lexi Lapp. And I'm Zach Buden. Don't forget, uh, next week we'll be broadcasting live from New York City for the Westminster Chemical Dog Show. And um, by the way, you can check us out at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. And make sure you join us on Facebook and Twitter. You're listening to Talkin' Pets. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com I don't care. They can bring a bunch of school kids in that pet shop and they can sing all they want of how much that little doggy in the window is. But until this law goes through, you don't want that doggy in the window. Right. <laughs> Deborah Bresch, of course, we're speaking with Deborah, and she's the uh, senior director of the ASPCA Government Relations for the Mid-Atlantic Region. And, um, you know, we were talking, you were mentioning also in, in regards to uh, some of the what this is also going to prohibit, um, it's going to prohibit a lot of the pet stores from breeders or brokers that do not comply with the New Jersey law, because right now it's being passed in New Jersey, of the standard care and uh, cited by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, correct? 
That's correct. And so, so if a breeder or broker doesn't um, has has uh, a certain number of violations of federal law, um, as determined by you know USDA inspection um, of that breeder or broker, um, and it would be what's called one direct violation in the past two year prior two years, or three indirect violations in the prior two years, uh, they they cannot sell uh, to that to that. Uh, to the pet store, and just you know, quickly, a direct violation is a really grave violation. I mean, you know, you you a dog. There was a case of a dog, and this happens repeated over and over. A dog was injured, and when the inspector came, the dog had not received any veterinary care, and the bone was protruding from the dog. Um, the dog had to be euthanized. That would be clearly a direct violation. You know, incredibly, you know, imminent risk to the animal. Um, an indirect violation would be a less severe violation, but still uh, an animal well, some sort of animal welfare violation. Uh, you know, uh, poor sanitation, you know, which which could breed disease. Um, and in fact, the dog that I mentioned in the earlier segment, the puppy who died at eighteen months, she, you know, the, the the veterinarian suspected that she had contracted a parasite from the mother as a result of poor sanitation. So these things can have you know some really long-standing effect, even if it's a less grave violation at the time. So those, you know, the breeders who have those violations and brokers, they will not be able to sell in pet stores. Um, and then also, if they don't comply with the with with New Jersey standards, um, I will say New Jersey standards are, are very much like federal standards. Uh, we do hope to tighten them up uh, so that they're a bit more bit more rigorous. Um, you know, one thing I should say, uh, you know, we do urge that people make adoption their first option, you know, or that they go to a, you know, a reputable breeder where they can see the animal in person. Because as much as this, this this law will do, and we you know, and we're and we are excited about it, uh, you know, folks should know that you know the standards that that these that, that are legal. You know, we consider them legal. They're legal but inhumane. The the the, the standards that breeders and brokers can abide by and not you know receive any violations during their inspections. You know, dogs can still be in very tiny cages. You know, for for their entire life, and it's not illegal to breed you know, a dog over and over and over again. Um, you know, these things, it's not illegal not to get that dog veterinary care. Um, so, you know, the, these are things that, you know, folks should be aware of, even if they are going into a pet store and looking at, 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 the, at, at the puppies. Uh, you know, so the law goes a certain distance, and we think a respectable one, um, but, you know, there's still, there is more, still more to the story, and we hope folks will, you know, this will help folks get educated about what that story is. So, Deborah, this is passed in New Jersey, but like, how do and can people support listening right now? Support the law to be passed? Actually, this bill to be passed in other states like their own? Well, absolutely. I mean, this law got this, this bill. The momentum uh, for this bill began with a local advocate who went to her legislators and you know wanted something done. You know, it started with some local laws, and then it, it it was spun into a state a state bill. So, you know, I would urge folks who would like something like this in their own state to go to there. Uh, they can contact us. I will say that, you know, we are we are working on this law, on these sorts of laws nationwide. So they're welcome to contact the ASPCA. They can also go to their own legislators, uh, you know, their, represent, their state representative or their state senator, and say, you know, look what was passed in New Jersey. And, that, you know, and a, a somewhat similar law was passed previously in Connecticut. You know, there's some momentum for this, and there are local laws being passed all around the country. Um, you know, can we do something like this in, in our state? So, you know, I think I would urge folks to get active. You know, it's, it's major abhorrence of vacuum. You know, and if folks don't, you know, belly up to the bar and try to get these things done in their own state, you know, the, it's the, the, 
you know, the forces of darkness will prevail, essentially. No, and you that's, know? that's a that's a truth. One person can make a difference, too. And I Absolutely. Mean, I, I've got the information posted at TalkinPets.com underneath our news section, but I would imagine there's a lot more information on your website at the ASPCA. And is that ASPCA.org? Yes, we have lots of information on puppy mills and contact information, so they, they should feel free to reach out to us for assistance. Sounds good. Deborah. I want to thank you for enlightening on the subject, and um, hopefully, I mean, we, we do see this get passed nationwide, just, uh, you know, beyond, of course, New Jersey. It's a, it's a great bill, and congratulations on, you know, your efforts and help uh, in getting Governor Christie to actually sign that. So, uh, thank you very much. We're very happy. So our, our applause to you guys at the A. I've worked with you guys when Roger Karras used to be the president of the ASPCA. Oh, okay. And um, so uh, I go way back with you guys. So uh, and I'm I, I, I miss Roger to this day. But um, I wish you guys the best at the A. When you see uh, Dr. Steve, um, tell him I said hi, and uh, Jack Jack Schultz and the rest of the gang there at the A. I will indeed. Thank you so much. Take care, Deborah. That's Deborah Bresch. She's the senior director of the ASPCA Government Relations for the Mid Atlantic Region. If you want to find out some more information about the ASPCA, of course, you can go to ASPCA.org. I do post actually quite a bit um, press releases and information from the ASPCA on our website as well at talkinpets.com, T A L K I N pets.com, talkinpets.com. And by the way, join us on Facebook and Twitter if you want to find out about breeds and purebred dogs the dog show is coming up the westminster kennel club dog show will be broadcasting live from there next saturday uh so stay tuned for that we will have video cam as well so you can see the dogs and everything that's going to be going on so it's always a little crazy a little wild and uh check it out but we've had over i think 200 300 hits last year um of our pictures and everything like that on facebook and twitter so we'd like to see that double this year so join us on facebook and twitter go to talkinpets.com t-a-l-k-i-n pets.com we show you everything that's going on that the average person doesn't get to see. So you never know what pictures you're going to see and what's going on because there's always things going on. Did you ever see that movie, Best in Show? Yes. Uh-uh. You never saw Best in Show? I don't think what so. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> there, oh, there isn't enough time to go through what is wrong with me. Uh, well, that, no, please. Give me a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, with Best in Show, it's, it, it was very true. You saw it, right, Lex? Yeah. Crazy movie. Yeah. I heard they're making another one. I did too. It, it's so funny. Where's our busy bee? <laughs> it, it, it was hysterical, and um, and and just very true fact too. There's a lot of crazy dog people out there, so um, but um, in a good way. Uh, we all love our pets, of course, but yeah, we can be crazy. Me too. I'm crazy uh, cat lady. Well, me yeah, me too. <laughs> You're but, just crazy. Well, that that's true. <laughs> You're just crazy. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. I know yeah. other people that are crazier than me. <laughs> I well, won't name true. names. <laughs> this is true. Won't name names, but I'll leave it at that. Anyway, you're listening to Talking Pets. So give us a call. We're open to your medical questions and your behavior questions at 844-287-2876. Trivia question coming up. You can win a book or a movie, so stay tuned for that. Take a guess on it. We have a lot of fun with that. But um, also, by the way, if you've got a medical question or a behavior question, or if you want to talk about that law or support it, um, give us a call. 844-287-2876. But check out ASPCA.org. And, of course, TalkinPets.com. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Siebold. I'm Lexi Lapp. And I'm Zach Buden. 844-287-2876. You're listening to Talkin' Pets. There's nothing more delicious and healthy than an old family recipe. And for over 50 years, our family's been creating them especially for your pets. Nutrisource Super Premium Pet Foods. Dog and cat food that's all natural, holistic, and organic. 
Nutrisource Pet Foods contain our patented Good for Life system for your pet's optimum health and well-being. So order now. Safe quality food made by our family for your furry family members. Go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com. From our family to yours, Family Brands. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join me as we feature interviews with best-selling pet-related authors, award-winning writers, and journalists, and bloggers. We will tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet And you're listening to Talking Pets. A little bit of a spotlight moment with Mr. Barry Seabold. Town. <laughs> what do you think, Barry, about that? What Deborah was telling us about that bill being passed. And it's nice to see that it was, you know, in the state of New Jersey. But I'd like to see it all around. And especially in especially in a lot of those states where, like the Mid-Atlantic region, where there's a lot of puppy mills. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great idea. You know, in, in our area, everywhere. where we came from, um, in Pennsylvania, the Amish country up there, uh, Lancaster, mm-hmm. huge in puppy mills. I never knew that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Huge area for puppy mills. It's not the Amish that are doing it, is it? It is. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. And it's, you know, it's nice to see that they're going to put regulations on that. I mean, nobody wants to see a puppy in a pet store remain there and who knows where it ends up, you know? So, that, you know, when you see it, it's so cute. And I did it the other day. I was at the, at the pet store getting my cat food and there was this... Um, See, I just don't go to pet stores that have the animals because I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm taking them all. Oh, it, it was hard. I, I watched this one, <laughs> this one dog. It was um, the one with the blue eyes. Um, the husky, yeah. And um, and all of a sudden, I'm looking at it. It was so cute. I was just, like, was just oh my god, I wanted to just pick it up and run out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like I looked at it and go, no. It, it, and it is. If you take that dog, then they're just going to replace it with another one. And it's just making the industry of puppy mills flourish. So not a good thing. Yep. That's true. So the best thing to do is like go to a reputable breeder. You can go to like uh, dog shows because those have the reputable breeders. And you can ask them all the questions that you want. And that's another thing, too. If you ask a breeder questions and they don't know the answers or they're not willing to give them, move on to the next breeder. Um, go but to a rescue. That's the best place, a yeah. shelter or a rescue group. And the rescues, you're right, have purebreds. And there oh, yeah. are, like, there's 
dachshund rescues and there's doberman rescues and chihuahua rescues so you can actually find purebreds that way too oh yeah so they all need a home but the most important thing too is like our friend bob barker always says and we do here on this show spay and neuter your pets and help control that pet population makes a huge difference so you don't want to keep the breeding going because there's too many pets out there that need a home Hey, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Give us a call at 844-287-2876. That's 844-287-2876. And check us out at TalkinPets.com. No G in the Talkin'. And join us on Facebook and Twitter. That was a good song, okay. Lexi. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. Supposed to be Hound Dog by Elvis Presley, and it apparently was on Fast Forward or something. I, I don't, don't know, know what was going on tonight. You want to try it again? See if you can hit it. See if you can find it. Maybe another one. I don't know. I don't know. It was a good song. It will, well, that I know of. You want to sing it, Barry? Impro- no. Improvise. Mm. Come on, improvise. Negative. Come on. It ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> no, that was me. Crying on the jam. That was not me. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't nothing but a hound dog. That's me. Right. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Crying all the time. Well, you ain't never caught a rabbit and you ain't no friend of mine. Well, they said you was high class. What would you like? Elvis? Yeah. Yeah, they said you was high class. Why? You think I was around those times? Actually, you know, it's funny because through the show we do know a lot of people that know Elvis oh yeah and or knew Elvis and um my dad's dead right yes he's dead well that's what they they think anyway (laughs) but um yeah actually um it's interesting to hear stories about him so but you can't beat him though the voice and the moves he had it all Elvis Presley he definitely was not a hound dog himself nope Hey, you're listening to Talking Pets, and we want to talk with you. So pick up the phone and give us a call at 844-287-2876. That's 844-287-2876. We're going to like do a trivia question right now, and if you get it right, uh, we're going to send you out. you got a choice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can either go to one of the books from Chicken Soup for the Soul. I still got this cough. <coughs> and um, Chicken oh, Soup for the Soul. you're not sick, are you? I was. Oh, the dog so did what? And the cat did what? So there's separate books. If you're a cat person, you can go with the cat did what. If you're a dog person, you can go with the dog did what. And uh, there's short stories in Chicken Soup for the Soul. Or you have your choice of a movie. I'm going to go with this one because Monica's like got a little bit too much cleavage on that one. So we'll go a little bit on the horror <laughs> side or the gangster side. So you can go with The Forbidden Girl, A Demon Power Compels Her. Or you can go with Gangster, Respect Will Be Paid. So um, you can go with either one. If you want gangster or you want horror, you can go with one of the movies. Or you can go with one of the books. The Dog Did What or The Cat Did What by Chicken Soup for the Soul. If you can answer this trivia question. What? There's more to it. (laughs) What are female elephants called? If you know what a female elephant is called, I could say something really bad. From elephants. It involved a mother-in-law, but I mean, it was just a joke. (laughs) Oh, you were going to... Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) What are female elephants called? What are they called? If you know what female elephants are called, give us a call at 844-287-2876. 844-287-2876. And you can go with the book, The Dog Did What, or the one other book, The Cat Did What, or you can go with The Forbidden Girl. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> or you can go with uh, Respect Will Be Paid Gangster. 
I just looked at the back of the video. It's a little creepy. Let's Let's look see. at that. Um, 844-287-2876. What are female elephants called? If you know what they're called, give us a call. 844-287-2876. And you can go with one of those movies or one of the books. You are listening, of course, to Talking Pets. And don't forget, Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show is uh, next week, well, the week after. But we're going to be broadcasting next Saturday from New York, from Hotel Pennsylvania. And for the 139th uh, annual Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. And you can watch it, actually, on TV Monday night on the February 16th, live on CNBC from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And Tuesday, February 17th, uh, live on USA Network from 8 to 11 and uh, the second annual Masters Agility Championship at Westminster is Sunday, February 15th um, on Fox Sports 1 from 12 until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So don't forget to check all that out. But give us a call with your questions, 844-287-2876, or your guesses on the trivia. What are female elephants called? If you, you know, be on TV? What? You're going to be on TV? was, actually, usually. I mean, because we're sitting there on the main floor, so you always see us there, sitting there. And you're um, jumping up and down. Yes. Point I, the camera at me! I'm point wave. the camera at me! That's exactly what I do. I grab the, <laughs> I grab that camera, and I point it here. <laughs> no, my family and stuff like that, and friends are always like, I saw you. There you are. You're sitting right there. Bobby got on quite a bit. And actually, last year, Amanda, and a name we won't bring up, got on camera quite a bit. <laughs> but, um... They were on camera all the time because they were in the photography section. So that was always on camera. But um, the thing is, is that we take tons of, we took thousands of pictures last year for uh, Westminster. And they were all posted on our Facebook and Twitter. So people got a chance to see exactly what was going on and all the weird things and stuff like that that you don't normally see on TV or anything. So we posted all the pictures. And I think we had like 200, 300,000 hits, um, which is pretty cool. So people love Westminster and they love to see what's going on. And My mom watches it. There is a lot of crazy with it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Edward in Popular Bluff, Missouri. And Edwards, how are you, Edward? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing fine. How's your wet weather out there in Missouri? Actually, today it is like 60 degrees. Wow, that's like yeah, a heat wave. It was, well, it was in the 30s earlier in the week. So. <laughs> that's pretty good, 60 degrees. You can't beat that for the month of February. So, no, you sure can't. But Mother Nature has been weird this year. Everybody's getting sick because Mama Nature doesn't know if she wants to keep it warm, if she wants to keep it cold. The temperatures are like all over the place. So yeah, the, tr- the yeah, trivia... It's like 31 day and like yeah, 55 the next. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's the same thing like we produce down here in Florida. It's supposedly the sunshine state, and we do get a lot of sunshine. But it's like one day it'll be like 30 degrees, and the next day it's like 70, 80 degrees. And... So you wonder why you're sick all the time. The poor fleas and cockroaches don't even know what to do with themselves. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Edward in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, what do you think the answer is? What are female elephants called? Well, I I just got done watching the movie, the old John Wayne movie, Atari. So I'd better get this right. Uh, uh, Female elephants, believe it or not, are called cows. (laughs) Congratulations. They are called cows. Even Barry knew that. I did. Even I knew that one. But you learned that from a John Wayne movie? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, you never know what you're going to pick up from a film. And um, so you got a choice, Whoa, Edward. Right there, Pilgrim. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be going south of the border today. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll take the horror movie. <laughs> oh, you want the, okay, you want the Forbidden Girl. Yeah, it, looks, yeah, it actually girl. looks kind of good. I mean, if you're into horror films, and I love horror films, and um, this looks pretty scary. So um, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's coming out to you, and uh, it just came out on DVD not too long ago. So um, we're going to ship it out to you. So stay on the line and uh, make sure that Zach gets your address, and uh, I'll put it in the mail to you. Okay. 
Thanks, Edward, and thanks for playing, and enjoy that heat wave. Break out that bikini for the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Edward. Okay, thank you. That's Edward out there in Popular Bluff, Missouri, and uh, what are female elephants called? Cows. I gotta go. We got cows. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. That that was actually pretty good. Was that good? <laughs> it's kind of scary how good that was, actually. <laughs> actually, I'm a little scared myself because that actually was pretty good. <laughs> not that I know cows. Did you ever tip a cow? I'm not going to answer that question. No, I mean tip. I mean for, you know, like milk or, you know, steak. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I'm going to eat you today. Here's a tip. <laughs> but no, I mean, have you ever really? I mean, is it? Do they? T- I mean, I've always heard. I don't know. I mean, I've always heard tipping cows. Is it? Do they really fall over? Uh huh. Seriously? Yeah. You tipped uh, a cow, didn't you? When I was in high school, and I was dumb, you know, didn't. And you know were, you better. were, and you were dumb. What? Dumb. <laughs> I was dumb in high school. And you actually tipped a cow. Does it hurt them? Uh, do they I mean, wake up? <laughs> yeah, they do. I mean, you could, I guess you could potentially hurt them. I, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, they I thought a cow, they don't lay down when they sleep? No. They stand there? Yeah, some of them do, yeah. Lexi, do you stand and sleep? No. Have you ever? No. Have you? Stand and sleep? Yeah. No. You'd never fall asleep on your feet? No. You'd fall down. Isn't that called passing out? I fall asleep on my feet. Did you hit the ground? No, I leaned up against a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I may have been intoxicated a little bit. <laughs> no. A little bit, really. Now I think we're getting to the, the key to that story. No, whatever, no. So, but who would have guessed, though, that a female um, elephant is actually called a cow? It's kind of odd. You think they could have came up with something different? <laughs> like what? What would know. you? What would you, if well, you were naming animals? What if I was naming you, a female elephant... What would you call it? A female elephant. Well, what's the male? What about a femelephant? That's not bad. F- 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 say that three times. A femelephant, a femelephant, a femelephant. I actually kind of like that. Femelephant. I we don't made, like that. Zach, you may have made a new word. Femelephant. Yay, me! So a female elephant. A femelephant. Femelephant. And what's a male elephant? A bull. Melephant. 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 That's easier than femelephant. And then what Barry would you can't call? even say it. What would you call a baby elephant? A, a belephant. A there belephant. you go. <laughs> <laughs> now you're catching on. Y'all are you know, it's like weird. the internet. Don't take these words for granted. They're not true. I mean, <laughs> actually, a female elephant is actually called a cow, not a female elephant. Y'all are just weird. I actually got that word down now. Yeah, you do. 844-287-2876 is the number. 844-287-2876. Pick up the phone. We're up to your medical questions and your behavior questions. Congratulations to Edward getting a movie out there. Enjoy the horror. Not just us. 844-287-2876. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Siebel. I'm Lexi Lapp. And I am the new naming of the female elephant. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady. I travel from coast to coast to pet trade shows and consumer events to scout out what the hottest, hippest, and most unique pet products are on the planet, bringing you tips and tricks from top veterinarians, groomers, trainers on how to safely travel and live happily with your pets. The Pet Lady will be in a city near you, showing off the latest and greatest tech pet gadgets, cozy comforts, and fab gift ideas for man's and woman's best friends. You can learn more at thepetlady.net or connect socially and tweet with me at Pet Lady World. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all 
Slow Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet How your pet can dig up a tax deduction. With the Talking Pets Radio News Brief, I'm Lexi Lapp. Americans love their pets, and they aren't afraid to open up their wallets to take care of them. Americans spend close to $60 billion on pet expenses during 2014, according to an estimate, estimates from the American Pet Products Association. Between food, veterinary care, and other supplies, it's easy for costs to add up. As the dog days of tax season approaches, one question that many Americans have is whether there are any ways they can get any sort of tax break from their pet's expenses. As outlandish as it might sound, there actually are some perfectly legal tax deductions you can claim from what you spent on your pets. Before, before turning those deductions, let's first take a look at what you can't do with your pet's expenses. The most obvious tax break that might tempt you is the personal exemption for dependents, which on your 2014 return will give you a reduction of $3,950 on your taxable income. Certainly, your dogs, cats, and or other pets rely on you for their survival, but the Internal Revenue Services takes the re- takes the review that only human dependents can qualify for the value the valuable personal exception. Several other sim- similar enticing deductions also don't work. Veterinary care might cost you as much as a doctor's visit for yourself, but you're not allowed to deduct deduct those vet charges as medical expenses on your tax return. Similarly, if you're traveling on business, you can't write off the cost of boarding your dogs in a kennel as a travel expense. Even if your pets aren't the perfect tax breaks, it is a situation there are limited circumstances in which you might be able to deduct some of their expenses. Here are a few. If you need a guide animal. If you use a guard dog. If you move. If you're in a pet rescue program with an animal shelter. If your pet turns into a profession. Make sure you check out TalkingPets.com news section for this story and all the details on these possible breaks. And remember, every situation is different and you should work with tax professionals before claiming any of these expenses in your own specific case. Nevertheless, if any of these situations applies to you, you might be able to turn your pet into a nice tax break come April. Reporting from Talking Pets, I'm Lexi Lapp. Oh, oh. 
I don't know, Barry, you got money on your mind or you do it for the love? I've always got money on my mind. Which is not in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. You know, when Lexi was talking about those tax breaks and everything, go grab Rainy, my cat. I'm going to have her meow on the microphone. Um, I can no. write her off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add food. It's expensive having a pet. Yes, it is. Especially but, when they have medical problems. Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> now, you said that a guard dog, you can use it. So I wonder if I can claim my chihuahua as a guard dog. <laughs> I'm moving. <laughs> That's on. a threat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, run. We're being chased by the wild chihuahua. <laughs> Chihuahua. Wow. <laughs> She's my little baby pit bull. April? Mm-hmm. I love my baby pit bull. Baby pit bull. Yeah, she's a, I tell her all the time she's does a pit she bull. Does she shiver? Um, she does when she's cold, <coughs> but she's not one of those yippy ones. That, no? No, because I've socialized her so much throughout her life, so. My friend April's got a chihuahua. Well, no, no, no reference to your April. <laughs> <laughs> this this April's human, and um, but she's got a chihuahua, and it's uh up there in age, and it's going gone blind, I believe, and having trouble walking now, and just geriatric, but um, still gets up on the couch, but or not on the couch, but on the bed, and I keep telling her, I mean, if the dog's able to get up there on the bed, you're gonna have to be careful with the dog getting off the bed, because mm-hmm. really could hurt himself. Yep, they're pretty fragile to begin with, aren't they, chihuahuas? Well, I mean, they're, they're little so legs, teeny tiny, you know. What do you think of those stairs? I think that was a great idea, actually. I'd love them, actually. But the thing is, is that you really have to have a big bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, depending on what kind of a stairs you have, um, like if, if people have a, a big, big enough bedroom that they can put it at the foot of their bed, that's perfect. Um, but you know, in the middle of the night, it's on the side of your bed. You know, you're falling over that thing. Oh yeah. You got to yeah. go to the bathroom. You're going to be like pooing on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to trip over that thing. You got to go really bad. Forget it. You better be wearing some diapers. Well, my mom just got a dachshund, so she's little, and their bed is really high up, and they have this big ottoman that they have for one of the chairs, and they push it into their room so that she can jump up on the bed. She's That's no long- not a bad idea with an ottoman thing, and it would kind of look good. Yeah. So at least it gives them a, like a... A little bit more of a... Yeah, a little bit more of a step. Yeah, she can. She jumps up on the ottoman and jumps up on the bed, but my parents are away on a cruise this weekend, so I'm babysitting her, and she decided it would be a good idea to jump and pee on my bed. So ah. no longer is the ottoman pushed next to my bed. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to invent a little doggy elevator. They just come over and they put their paw on the thing. and it. I like that idea. <laughs> I like that it idea. It won't take up any space. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. I'm going to patent that. Somebody probably already did. Probably. Just now. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is a cool idea. I know idea. where you live. Yeah, you do. You're here. (laughs) (laughs) But that would be cool, though, because you figure, well, it depends on the size of the dog, though. Well, that's why they would come in all different shapes and models. But then if you have something like a great, well, I don't think a Great Dane needs to, like, have an elevator anyway. They could just step right up and they're right on there. But, um, yeah, the larger breeds, I think, are pretty good without it. But it's those little guys. Well, you know, you got to think, too, as they get older, the jumping up and down, that it can hurt their backs, you know, their hips, their knees. Ankles, toes. <laughs> are we talking about dogs or are we talking about ourselves? Well, a little bit of both. I know when I get out of bed, it's like, <sighs> really? Like every, you, you know when you get out of bed and you hear every bone in your legs go? <laughs> no, I haven't had that yet. Oh, thanks. Well, that, that would be me. Um, <laughs> sad, but true. And um, But that's the same thing for pets, though, too, as they get geriatric. Their well, bo- yeah. Bones are brittle. Artie. Artie's coming to visit. Yeah. Artie. Arthritis. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
My mom had that. It was horrible. Anyway, um, glucosamine. That helps with the joints and stuff like that and the bones. Um, I take it um, almost every day. Good for the dogs as well. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Siebel. I'm Lexi Lapp. And I'm Zach Buden. Spay new to your pets and help control that pet population. And if you're looking to obtain a dog, uh, make sure you go to your local animal shelter or your uh, rescue group. So check those out first. But don't forget, check us out at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. We'll be live next weekend for the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show, live from New York City. So make sure you tune in. Check out the video as well. And uh, don't forget, join us on Facebook and Twitter. The icons are right there at the top of TalkinPets.com. And there's no G in the talking. Remember that. Talk to you again very soon. Bye for now. Take care. And thanks for joining us in this hour of Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.